Well, 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 hello, 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 <laughs> welcome to The View. You have just stumbled upon the wildest women on television right now. Some of the raunches, some of the wildest. Some are coming with the bras on, some are coming with the bras <laughs> completely gone. Some are in pants, some are not in pants. You won't know what's going on until we tell you. Hot Topics are coming to you remotely once again. So let's get right into it. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about The View with me. Is the world class? Yes. I'll call it Deja The View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Is anyone drinking, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, hello, hello. It's April 12th, allegedly. <laughs> And you have just stumbled upon the wildest women on television right now. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. I'm alone. <laughs> We're all alone. Hi, Sean. Hi, Marie. It's good Sean, to hear your voice. Sean is joining us. Um, he's like the, our Sarah Haynes, where <laughs> we got rid of him, but... In times of crisis. <laughs> we realized how much of an asset he truly was. Permanent guest co-host. <laughs> Although now that Joy has kind of figured out her webcam, mm -hmm. I think we'll see less of Sarah. And also there seems to be, um, they're doing like online episodes of the Kiki Sarah show. <laughs> um, so it's it's been two weeks since our last check-in mm -hmm. it feels like longer well and the last time we did this was our live episode right oh yeah see to me it it feels like that was two years ago but it also could have been yesterday like I've lost all sense of what days what a normal day should feel like to me that feels like a month ago it feels like so long ago now walk people through your isolation experiences what is going on in your lives? Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally nothing. I work. I'm lucky to be able to work from home. Um, so I've just been getting up Monday to Fridays. I'm somehow showing up late for work. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. So nothing's changed there. And uh, and then I that helps pass the time. And yeah. then I, like, watch some bullshit at night uh, <laughs> I've been getting into gaming I'm a gamer now what games are you playing well I I've been playing spider-man a lot <laughs> the PlayStation one yeah oh I love it I beat it's that fun. game yeah <laughs> oh, you beat I it. <laughs> beat it in record time do you uh, have any tips or tricks for me no I just it's really <laughs> fun um just let loose and yeah. fun <laughs> it's great it's great because like i close my eyes after playing it for hours when i'm going to bed and then i, I like just dream about like swinging from buildings yeah. yeah i don't i like that sounds fun but i can never get into games like that because it doesn't feel like there's no reward at the end 
like there's just personal satisfaction but it i if it if it was like you beat the game here's another game for free then maybe i would like <laughs> want to win the game but what i like yeah i get what you're saying what i like about this one is that there is kind of a reward system where you get to unlock different suits and like different costumes for him which aesthetically oh, thank you for putting it into terms was... i could understand <laughs> different <laughs> costumes um and for me, that was, like, very, very satisfying when you got to unlock, like, or it was even, it wasn't even, like, getting it. It was, like, oh, my God, I wonder what the next one will look like. And it was, yeah. like, that anticipation was what drove me to get good through the game so fast. I just, um, I just unlocked his gay outfit, which is, like, where he's got a, a cut-off hoodie, cut-off yeah. sleeve hoodie, and, like, sort of like Avril Lavigne, like punk it's gauntlet bracelets. Yeah. I really like that one. <laughs> um, but you're completely alone. So are, are you snapping? I, yeah, I'm 100% snapping. Um, <laughs> as people would have saw on the live episode, I very quickly after quarantine dyed my hair pink. The pink <laughs> has washed out. So now I've got like a sort of white blonde left over. I don't mind it, but the roots are coming in. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, next step is shaving it so that's how I'm snapping and and you want to hear snapping I've got a shrimp ring defrosting on my fucking counter right now <laughs> cocktail party for one <laughs> and I'm going to eat the whole thing oh my God. live on Instagram live <laughs> at Deja the view pod <laughs> what about you Mary um, similar, I have been working, uh, I, I can do all of my normal work from home. So I've been doing that five days a week. Um, and the first two weeks or the first three weeks of quarantine, I was working like a regular, uh, daytime shift, but these last two weeks I've been working like an evening shift. Uh, so it's been really, really hard to resist the urge to sleep in until like one and then just from like two to 10 or 11 and then like just stay up all night. It's been very, very hard to not do that. Um, so far, I've been OK. I've been reading a lot. Um, I've been what watching. You, what are you reading right now? I'm reading Boy Erased. Um I know a lot of people have been like trying to stay positive and read and watch only like positive things. I did the opposite and was like, let me give myself some perspective. So like instead of feeling sorry for myself being like, oh, I can't go to the store. I'll read about gay conversion therapy and remind myself that it could always be worse. Um, yeah. So- yeah. I've, I've read that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the book stars Nicole Kidman. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just kind of, like, doing that. But I feel like even even though I've been trying to maintain a normal sleep schedule, the days have all just, like, bled into one. And it's just, like, it feels like we've been doing this forever. But also, it feels like it's all just been, like, one night's sleep, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I would say, like, last week was kind of the hardest for me. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, maybe. Um, but I don't know. I'm not, like, that alone, which is interesting because I probably would do 
the best alone, like, compared to most people. Like, I don't... You, like, wouldn't even notice that anything was different. <laughs> like, I'm pretty okay with being alone. Yeah. Um, but I moved in with a roommate, like, just before this all happened, as you guys mm. know. And it's been interesting because, like, we never really got to have figure out what our normal roommate dynamic is because we immediately were in lockdown yeah and my roommate has a boyfriend who just like virtually not virtually like literally like lives with us yeah so it's been like weird for me to be like a person who likes being like a person who already self-isolates like (laughs) now like living with a couple basically yeah Um, so that's been interesting. Um, I also, I've kind of run out of things to watch and I find like watching TV really like not satisfying. Like it almost, like I, I just don't like it, but like I need to pass the time. It's hard to explain. Like it just doesn't feel like a good use of my time. Yeah. Um, But I, I mean, obviously, I'm a normal person. I watch TV constantly, but I have, like, a weird (laughs) thing where I feel like I could be doing something, like, I should be doing something else. Yeah. Um, But I, last week, I, like, fully snapped. I forget why I watched The Purge. Oh, my God. (laughs) The first one? There was a reason, like, someone, I saw someone say something or they said the word Purge. Mm And it just, like, clicked, and I was like, oh, I've always wanted to watch The Purge. I ended up, I watched the first one with Ethan Hawke and uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The movie was terrible. Like, it was just, it was poorly made, and, like, it's just sad because it's such an amazing concept, but, like, the movie is just executed so, so bad, and, like, they... It, it's just, like, too simple. Did you um, watch the second one? Oh, well, I'm getting to that, because then <laughs> I was like, that movie sucked. Yeah. And, like, but there's two, uh, there's, like, a second one and a third one. So I was like, oh, okay, let me just keep going. Maybe it gets better. Maybe I'll get to see, like, more of what the world looks like. Yeah. So I watched the second one on the same night. And then after I finished the second one, the second one is the best one. Oh, um, by after far. After that was finished, it was, like, 4 a.m. and I was like well I'm I have to just finish this so I watched the third one (laughs) I watched them all in one night and then the next day I was talking to Brett about how I watched them all and then he was like oh well did you watch the tv show too (laughs) (laughs) oh no so I then watched both seasons of the tv show and I just, like, went full apocalypse, and that's, like, how I was spending my time. Um, wow. Yeah. They're that's all, like, all of the purges are generally, like, not well done, but the concept of, like, one day a year, uh-huh. all crime is legal, is, like, a cool concept. It just doesn't... But there are a lot of similarities in that the purge likes to highlight how the homeless and the poor are the people that are like worst affected by the purge. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Same right now. Um I forgot to mention the way that I snapped was that I bought a bike. Oh my god. Because <laughs> Because what was happening was and this was like last weekend. I was reading um 
Chelsea Handler's newest book, which in that is in and of itself a, a, an example of me snapping. Um, but I was reading that and she was talking about when she was a kid, how she used to like ride her bike to have like a to kind of give herself like a false sense of freedom. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what will solve all of my problems right now is if I get a bike. So I ordered a bike um, from like a local place and they delivered it to me. But I didn't just order a bike. I ordered a BMX bike. Because, no. <laughs> Why? Because, because, because you're a lesbian. I've, well, number one. <laughs> number two, I've always wanted one. And I was always just like, I don't know. I guess I was like, I know I shouldn't get one. Like, just like as a as a adult woman, I know I should not get one. But then me snapping, I was like, who cares? Like, I am going to do what I want to do. So I got a BMX bike. And then yesterday, I took it out for the first time. And... um. Within seconds, I felt like I was going to throw up. <laughs> um, everything okay there? <laughs> um, <laughs> the streetcar street outside is very angry. Um, but yeah, it was really hard to bike, and I realized I haven't biked in like probably ten years. Do you think it's maybe because you're riding a tiny BMX? I do bike? think it might have something to do with me riding a child's bike. I think I'm at a disadvantage there. <laughs> but also just like my body, I didn't even like I never expected it to react that way. I it was a lot. So I need to now kind of like retrain my body to use muscles I haven't used in a decade. So it's not true what they say. That you never forget how to ride a bike. Yeah. No, I literally forgot. <laughs> because when I for- took my first few pedals, I like fully was toppling over. So that's a complete oh myth. You do forget how to ride a bike. Well, the good thing about you having a BMX bike is that you might be able to get it fitted with a tricycle. Like the little <laughs> training wheels. Yeah. So that's so right. I can ride by your house and do some tricks for you out front <laughs> if you want That'd be it. Great. There's a bit of a parking lot nearby you could I'd like <laughs> to watch you in. Well, our prime minister is saying twelve to eighteen more months of this potential. Oh. Um I don't know if anyone has told the US that. No. I keep seeing so many people tweeting like me in July, like jokes yeah. about coming out of this in July. Like um, next July, maybe. Yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, in Canada, we're getting told a year. So <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Um, did you guys also, were you following the news when um, Trump told the like mask and medical supply companies to stop exporting to Canada. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then the company 3M or M3 3M 3M was like, "Um okay, but um <laughs> don't you think all of the things that Canada does for us, they might stop doing that <laughs> if if um we tell them that they should die?" <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and so he like made it really hard for us to get medical supplies but apparently 
they've worked out some sort of deal because someone probably reminded him. I saw a lot of tweets being like the pulp that is used to make the masks in the first place comes from Canada. The wood, so, yeah. So imagine if we were like, well, no more pulp for you, then the U.S. Yeah. would have no masks. And I also saw tweets about how like we have a lot of nurses that go across the border yeah. uh, in like Windsor. And like, imagine if we just stopped sending our nurses. Anyways, now it seems like we're allowed to have masks again. The U.S. has decided Canada is allowed to not die. Yeah. They said, okay, fine, mask for mask. (laughs) (laughs) In other crazy coronavirus news, though, um, we have the first View co-host to come down with corona, COVID-19. Jedaniah Bila um, announced on Instagram that she had or had, she's recovering from COVID-19. She said, I'm very much on the mend, so please don't worry. My husband is also recovering at home and Hartley luckily did not get sick. Uh, This is a crazy time in the world full of so much anxiety and fear. I've learned so much this past week and done so much thinking. Know that I'm sending love, peace, and good energy from my family to yours. I'll be sharing more in coming weeks. Thank you for your messages. I love and miss you all. Like, I want to say, like, wow, who would have thought that, like, Jed would be the first one to get it? But then it's like, no, of course the person who says that it's a hoax um, and then seemingly isn't really taking it seriously or taking as many precautions as other people are, like, of course they would be the first one to get it. But I also love that she said, I've learned a lot, like, um, namely that it's true, that it's not a hoax. <laughs> well, I, she never said it was a hoax, but she um, certainly was working around people that it, that did say it was a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it wasn't too long ago that she was on a segment on Fox and Friends with her co-hosts and... They had a, they were talking about the economic impact of the virus, and mm-hmm. um, they used the time to accuse Democrats of blaming the virus on Trump and using it to gain an electoral advantage. Um, and they played a clip about they played a clip of Trump complaining about Democrats and definitely referring to it as a hoax. And one of her co-hosts said, "I agree with that." And Jedediah kind of nodded along. So she didn't say the words, it was a hoax, but she seemed to have co-signed that <laughs> it is a hoax. And um, I, she, yeah. went on, she went on to say that it wouldn't matter what the president did, Democrats and the media would have criticized him no matter what, and saying that this is all craziness. One of my people came up to me and said, Mr. President... They tried to beat you on Russia, Russia, Russia. That didn't work out too well. They couldn't do it. They tried the impeachment hoax. They tried it over and over. They've been doing it since you got in. It's all turning. They lost. It's all turning. Think of it. Think of it. And this is their new hoax. I can't resist. Look, look, I agree with that. Look, Russia, 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 uh, impediment to justice, impeachment, and now the virus. 
one thing after another to denigrate and slime our president. AOC, for example, denigrating Vice President Pence, who's in charge of the containment right. effort, saying he's a science denier. Please, come on. Yeah, and the reality, I mean, the you know, truth and Senator is... Senator Warren was talking about the mess of this containment effort. Excuse me, show me <laughs> yeah. the mess. Yeah. I don't see any deaths. I see a good, a good strong containment effort. Yeah, and the truth is, whatever the president would have done, the media would have been there to criticize him. There's nothing that he could have done in this case, much like many others, that he would have been void of criticism from. And they're waiting with bated breath to the do just York that. The New York Times said we should call it the Trump virus. Yeah. Can Craziness. you believe that? Craziness. That is absolutely over the top. There's no absolutely. question where we are. If he cured cancer, cancer, they'd be angry at him for that. Well, I'm glad she's okay. I'll say I don't, that. Yeah, like, obviously, I don't wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah. But who happens to be Jedediah <laughs> But I do hope when she says that she's been doing so much thinking, I hope that she's thinking about the impact of her putting on whatever this facade is that she's yeah. putting on so that she can be on Fox News. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Well, she was tweeting that uh, she wants to move out of New York City as a result of all of this, that like when this is all over, she's going to leave New York City. So hopefully she leaves Fox Jedediah as well. Is like, I think she's actually a very smart woman. And I, I think she's said and done some shitty things mm -hmm. to be on Fox. And I think it probably is because she's trying to make a living. Um, yeah, it's like she is a very smart woman and she's almost too smart of a Businesswoman, like to a fault, where she knows She's what dangerously the smart. smart. Yeah, <laughs> she knows what the smart moves are for her career in order to stay on TV and get, uh, like, and keep moving up with Fox. But that not smart in the sense that, like, maybe she is putting on a facade, like you said. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind. Jedediah is who she's co-hosting with on Fox and Friends because it was not long ago, I think October of last year, where her co-host Pete Hegseth um, proclaimed on the air that he doesn't believe in hand washing and he said, <laughs> quote, germs are not a real thing. As I told you, my 2019 resolution is to say things on air that I say off air. I don't think I've washed my hands for 10 years. <laughs> Uh, really, I don't. I, I don't really wash my Someone hands. Someone help me! No, oh, help no. I, I inoculate myself. Uh, it's just not germs oh, are not yeah, a real thing. True. I can't see them, therefore they're not real. So you're becoming immune to all of the all the exactly. bacteria. Exactly, I can't get sick. How disgusting is that man's home? <laughs> and then after after he got backlash for people saying like that's disgusting, you don't yeah. wash your hands. He was like, oh, I was obviously joking. That guy's a nightmare. I remember. I was, for a side project I was working on, I was looking for videos of Abby at Fox and Friends. And, um, like, that guy was just constantly there, and he's so loud and obnoxious and unbearable. I can't believe he's been on it for so many years. And I feel like he was on with Elizabeth as well. Yes. <sighs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that Jed is okay, and I, it's like, I hope that she leaves Fox News and ends up doing a Journeys of Faith-style podcast instead. Yeah. The revelation came after co-hosts Ed, Henry, and Jedediah Bila questioned Hegseth's off-camera consumption of pizza left out after National Pizza Day on Saturday. <laughs> Hegseth <laughs> had argued that pizza, quote, lasts for a long time. 
it's like, oh, really? Jedediah got this virus? It's crazy because she was in such a sanitized yeah, <laughs> environment. She's working alongside the man who's eating like pizza that's been left out for four days and not washing his hands. <laughs> he says, I don't think I've washed my hands for 10 years. Really, I don't really wash my hands ever. And then Jed said, someone help me. Oh, man. <laughs> well, no one helped. I liked the picture that Jedediah posted with her um, revelation that she was recovering from COVID-19 because she was holding a slice of orange. Yeah, she looked really fresh, <laughs> like she just stepped out of the shower, yeah. hair, flipped over her head and holding could, a like, sliced orange. You could smell how fresh the foot, you could smell it like through the photo, you know? I really got the sense she was recovering. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of you co-hosts have been using this time to go live and connect <laughs> with their fans and we've been seeing a lot of them doing giving interviews in particular rosie o'donnell has been talking to a lot of people mm-hmm. and she was a guest on howard stern on sirius xm did you guys listen to it yeah yeah i, I saw some clips from it she also i tuned into one of her instagram lives um, and caught her, like, caught the tail end of it where she was also talking about Michael Cohen. So she's been openly talking about it on Instagram Live and Howard Stern for, like, the last week. Well, she talked in regards to The View mostly about her second stint there. And although Howard asked, he asked a lot of great questions, but it wasn't necessarily anything that she hadn't already talked about he asked her why she would never go back to The View and she said it's because she didn't get along with Whoopi and that you can kind of watch that all play out if you just Mm -hmm. go back and watch the show Um, and she said how um, Nicole Wallace at the time was really taken by Whoopi and they had a kind of a click against her and even when I saw that you went on and Whoopi was on I would say those are two alphas they're too similar they have both outspoken political views you hire Rosie She's the leader. That's it. It, yeah. it never could have worked. We either had to be you or Whoopi. You know, we bumped into each other, Howard. This is a story you would like. I would love this. I went to see Megan Mullally and her husband's band at the, I think, Cafe Carlisle. And I was meeting Ali Sheedy there. And so she wasn't there yet. So I get out of my limo and I'm walking into the venue. I see another SUV pull up and I thought to myself, oh, I wonder who that is or... And I go into the venue and I turn around and who's standing right next to me, Whoopi Goldberg. Well, I go, hi, you know, (laughs) she's like, oh, hey, how you do? She was so nice, right? So Mm -hmm. kind of effusive. Then the maitre d' came over and said, oh, Miss Goldberg, Miss O'Donnell, table for two. Come over this way. I'm like, no, 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 we're not sitting together. And Whoopi Mm -hmm. said, would it be that bad? That's what she Uh... said. And I was like, Nah, I'm just, I'm meeting some, I'm sure you are too. And good to see you, you know, but it was like that awkward, horrible. Yeah. She also talked about her comments about Elizabeth and the crush thing and how she felt like it was blown out of proportion and Elizabeth's reaction to it was like kind of homophobic. Yeah. But she still maintained that... (laughs) 
she didn't back down from the comment about Elizabeth being the captain of her all-women softball <laughs> team. <laughs> she was like, I. She was like, come on. She was the captain of her softball team, and there's no way that I was the first lesbian to be to have a crush on her. And she uh-huh. was around a lot of gay people, um, but probably the craziest thing that she got into was talking about Michael Cohen because when we first heard that Rosie was possibly writing a book with him we all agreed that it was probably being exaggerated yeah no he was being under exaggerated yeah (laughs) (laughs) turns out um when Trump was impeached she said that she felt bad for Cohen and said that Uh, She reached out to him and said that she felt like he was being completely blamed for everything that Trump did, and they became pen pals. And so... And then she went to visit him in prison. Yeah, which that is crazy. She was like, I've been to prison to visit Martha Stewart and Michael Cohen. Yeah, the only two times that she's been. (laughs) And she said that she spent six and a half hours with him talking. Because Michael Cohn probably was in into the orchestration of attacking you, right? I mean, Not probably he and Trump were the ones who did it. But we got to talk. He and I, we got to talk, and I got to ask him every question I had. Wait, wait, let me understand this. You became pen yeah. pals with Michael Cohn while he's in prison. Have you visited yeah. him in prison? He asked me to come visit him after a bunch of letters back and forth, and I was like, "This was before the Corona thing." I said, okay, I'll take one afternoon and go up there. And I thought I'd be there for like an hour. I was there for six and a half hours sitting next to him, talking to him. So uh, what did you ask Michael Cohn when you sat down? First of all, did did he ever apologize to you for, for, uh, well, you know, threatening to sue you and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, not only threatening to sue me, but every bad name that they came up with, that Trump came up with. You know, Michael ran that show for 15 years. He really did. He was the fixer and the the thug, and he was the guy who implemented all of the attacks on everyone. It was him. He's so remorseful and so upset with himself for not listening to what his wife and children were saying to him for years. I mean, I want to look on the good side and give him the benefit of the doubt, and I get that he, uh, he wants to right some of the wrongs, maybe, by talking about stuff now and I think that's what Rosie sees in it too and that's why she wants to work with him on this maybe it's really strange to me and I can't believe that I just can't believe that she went to prison and they spent six and a half hours together (laughs) like I can't even spend six and a half hours with myself (laughs) how does he even get that long of visitation that's what I was thinking so that was interesting although I desperately wish that Howard had asked Rosie about Barbara yeah Mm. but the thing is Howard and Rosie are both like celebrity elite they he wouldn't have asked her about Barbara because they probably both already know everything yeah you know what I mean like Howard doesn't have a question to ask Rosie because he already knows he knows how Barbara is yeah. Um, well, I, every day I try to tune into Rosie's live because she always does it around noon and then sometimes she does a later one. So I always watch the one around noon. And um, the other day somebody asked about Barbara 
Uh, and she just said, uh, no, I don't speak to Barbara. I haven't heard from her in a long time. So I don't know that she actually, she might know what's going on with her, but I don't think she's super in touch. Mm-hmm. She didn't Which, let on anything. By the way, we haven't like publicly addressed the fact that Rosie joined us in our live stream that we did mm. on Twitter. I was literally shaking. So I have this like command center where I'm <laughs> live streaming from the, this feed from to Twitter. And so I can see the comments popping up. And I see like some familiar names, friends of the podcast, listeners. And then I see Rosie. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you do that double take because we've been faked. We've been tricked by a fake Megan McCain account before. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, well, it's fake. I've got to figure out. And I'm like, wait, it's at R-O-S-I-E. Actually. No, no underspace. There's no one. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was literally shaking, but I can't believe we just carried on. Well, because I mean, we what said do you hello do? to her, yeah. but then it was like, well, what am I, like, I could sit here and try to just ask her questions or like, like she tuned in. So like, yeah. let's just do the show that she tuned in for. <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted to like say hi and be like, oh my God, we love you. But then carry on because I didn't want to yeah. make it like seem like we were just like as obsessed as we actually are. Yeah, no, I mean, I literally can't believe we were able to carry on. <laughs> and then and then playing our first game, Hat Topics, and Rosie was, like, answering the trivia questions. But she yeah. also was like, this game sucks. She said, how do you know all this crap? <laughs> and, then, and then she also said, this is better than Trump's crazy speech or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was with us for like a while too, but then she definitely must have tuned out like around just probably just before what's drunk Megan mad about maybe because yeah. she kind of dipped out. We never saw her again. I think most people probably dipped out then. <laughs> <laughs> no, people liked that game. The game they hated was Bleep Your Deal. They hated that. Which was that. my favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were like, what does this have to do with the game? Like, it's just fun. Um, <laughs> but I, did I think that what made that game good was that people didn't like it because that's that's view your deal. That's yeah. Um, but I did send Rosie a message to say thank you for joining us and that it was a nice surprise. And then I pitched to her another game that I want to play with her, but she didn't she didn't like open the message like it doesn't say that she's read it so she can't be bothered yeah (laughs) she's like i did my community service (laughs) like if this message isn't from michael cohen i just don't have time (laughs) but all the action lately has been going down on sirius xm um i reposted a michelle collins post a little while ago about how sirius is free right now until may so it's given me the opportunity to finally listen to the Michelle Collins show every day, like God intended it. Um, <laughs> it's one of the things that, like, I have to look forward to each day. Like, she talks about the news and she talks about the virus a lot, but she obviously is, like, hilarious. And <laughs> right now the view is, like, quite dreary. So I'll watch the view 
get depressed, and then I'll turn on the <laughs> Michelle Collins show after and like drink coffee or whatever, and it's like really nice. And now I'm like kind of hooked, and I might actually like start paying for Sirius XM. After they got that. you. Yeah. yeah. So it now it's getting serious. <laughs> it really worked. <laughs> Um, but all the action is going down there because she had Raven Simone on the show as a guest. Um, and I was I don't think you guys listened, but I sent you guys the highlights today. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to see her and Raven together because I always felt like they really got along and they really liked each other. But they were on a different show than everyone else. Yeah, and like... <laughs> In one of the clips that you sent, Michelle even says that. She's like, everybody was very serious. And then we would come in, like, two middle schoolers and be like, okay, like, what fun things are we doing today? And you really did, man. You really made me happy during those moments. It was great. Raven, that really means a lot to me because truly when I think about it, I'm like, it was really funny. We were, like, two middle schoolers, basically. Like, it was really, (laughs) we were, like, two idiots. We would show up and everyone was like, angry and like serious and we were just like "Mm I mean we would get upset about things here and there but like not really I mean I was just happy to have a dressing room until I didn't you know but um they made kind of reference to a lot of like spicy moments and things behind the scenes but um ultimately they Raven said quote I have the right to reserve my tea (laughs) (laughs) but they did kind of say some funny things like Michelle talked about um, coming into work and her mom giving all of the co-hosts a gift from J. Crew. Still have your mom, mom, your mom's earrings, the ones that she gave me, but they're oh, packed. Oh, do you? I still unpacked. Yeah, of course I do. Oh, from J. Crew, she brought you. I remember that. She mm-hmm. she goes. And I'm bringing everyone gifts. Yeah, she brought everybody gifts. I got to thank you from I want to say three out of five hosts. I won't say which ones didn't say thanks. Now listen. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> you know him. I, know. I wish so badly that we could talk <laughs> shit on this interview. You have not, because I haven't seen you in so long. It's like, I it feels healthy. I would never. I can't. But I will let everybody know that it's like, I get the right to reserve my tea. <laughs> I want to serve my tea in the price of my own home. Like When things are written about the show and people get in touch, I'm like, why would I ever talk to you? Why would I ever not put it out in my own words? Like OJ, you know, if I did it. Like, why would I give my story, which honestly, it's, it's precious to me. It's <laughs> you know precious what I mean? to me. Yeah, it's so true. And are it's, you going to ever a, write a book? You really should. About that? No, I'll probably never tell that story. And well, like, they... Candace, so wait, who was Joy. on the, who, who all was on the panel? Well, it's complicated because the panel wasn't, <laughs> the people that were on the panel when Michelle started were Whoopi and Nicole, like, and she was a guest co-host for the longest time. By the time Michelle was finally announced as a permanent co-host, the panel was Raven, Whoopi, Joy, Candace, Paula, and I could be leaving someone else out. But when she first kind of started guest co-hosting, I think it was Rosie Perez as well, it's so right. confusing and complicated, but like, because there were like eight different people that she was always there with. Right. But of the, because she did say that, like, so Raven got a pair. So I'm inclined to believe that it's probably later on. So out of those co hosts, who do you think said thank you? 
Well, I think I'll tell you who didn't say thank you. <laughs> As I said, Candace, probably Joy. I Definitely think Joy I... didn't say thank you, but I would be surprised if Candace didn't say Me thank too. you. Me too. Because she's like Miss Manners. I think maybe Joy and Whoopi. Yeah, if Whoopi's there, I would be surprised if she said thank you. She doesn't want your earrings from J. Crew, I think. No, I don't know. Whoopi and Michelle had a great relationship, and they talk on this episode about how Michelle like has lost touch with Whoopi a bit, but still has her number. Um, and her and Raven were kind of talking about maybe um, doing a call with Whoopi soon, like not for the public, but just uh, catching up with her. And Whoopi always, one of the things that I always found like really validating about uh, Whoopi and Michelle on the View is Whoopi found Michelle hysterical, and I <laughs> and I find Michelle hysterical. So it was always like a pleasure to see Whoopi just completely cracking up at Michelle. Because I was like, oh, well, Whoopi and I think the same things are funny. <laughs> I just can't believe that Candace wouldn't. But then I also can't really believe Paula would. But, I mean, I've been fooled by Paula before, so. <laughs> I don't know why you're giving so much credit to Candace. Get the F word off the TV, Cameron Beret. <laughs> Um, because there was also this moment at the very end of the episode where Raven is like, well, do you remember that time that we had dinner with Barbara and Candace? Remember that time we had dinner with Barbara Walters? You were there, right? Yeah. With Cameron, Candace Cameron, Beret. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember do. That? Well, she was a treat. Raven Simone, <laughs> you are. <laughs> true, true. Uh-huh. Which, like, that is tea. Like, yeah. that. Because I always have this fantasy of, like, when a new view... (laughs) Of, like, when a new view co-host gets initiated into the sisterhood, like, do they hear from Barbara? Obviously not now, but, like, did Barbara co-sign or did Barbara ever, like, does Barbara call you and say, like, all right, like, don't fuck this up? Like, so to the thought that, like, Michelle and Candace were getting and Raven were getting hired on and they had dinner with Barbara is like for me that's I would die to be a fly on the wall yeah um I couldn't imagine the conversation but then Michelle says remember Candace remember her she she said she refers to her as Cameron because even she can't (laughs) keep her name straight she's like remember Cameron like it wasn't this wasn't like a tea spilling interview for lack of a better term but it was kind of just enough hinting at things to like you know yeah be be good and she was like I'm gonna text you right after this so like there were things that they did that they didn't want to say so like no tea was spilled but we knew that something was going on and this is always like the most fast one of the most fascinating periods of the view because when you go back and watch a clip it's only four years ago but it's like a completely different show in energy and tone and the set is like bright orange and it's just like if you go on youtube and look up michelle collins raven simone on the view it's just like a very different show you know um i've been watching full episodes of After the View, which was like an online after show they would do around this time. Um, and it's, it is a totally different tone, but it's pretty enjoyable. 
And it's, yeah. I, I just like, I wasn't watching at that time. So I didn't have, I've never really loved that panel and I've never really connected to Raven in any real way as yeah. a view co-host. Um, but watching after the view has been like a very fun experience. So it's like, new for me. So I'd highly recommend it to anybody else. I think my dream job would be after the view producer <laughs> or after the view guest co-host. <laughs> <laughs> like moderator. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other thing that they talked about that I wanted to bring up is that there's this interview that <laughs> I had forgotten about, but at the time, once once Michelle brought it up, I fully remembered how strange this was, and it's kind of, Michelle got Raven to open up about one of the greatest mysteries of all time, mm-hmm. which is this interview that they did with One Direction and it was on like the one of the like GMA outdoor live stage concert series yeah. things. Um and Michelle talked about how she got the opportunity to interview One Direction in front of this giant audience, but they didn't know it was going to be in front of an audience. Um and she got Raven to come with her. Raven didn't really want to go, but she didn't realize that. And there's this interview that you can look up on YouTube where it's Michelle talking to the One Direction guys, and then Raven is also there, but she's wearing a full face visor. And (laughs) it's like the ones that you see on The Masked Singer that they just fully cover your face. It's like a face shield. Um, And Raven is just kind of like, it's like hard to describe without like showing it to someone but it's just like the most chaotic interview and the guys from one direction are clearly confused about why raven simonier is wearing a mask and it's so chaotic we are freaking out we are here with one direction i mean look at your fans guys we have a this is my intern she's fine um now i am your biggest i am your biggest fan that there is remind me your name i'm Harry. Harry. I'm nice kidding. You know you. you're my fave. Don't be mad. <laughs> Some young question, man. Okay. Michelle. What? I have a question. What's your favorite thing to do down a long, long catwalk? Because I like to run and jump. Do you guys run and jump? Oh, boy. I just not Are you gonna are you gonna, gonna do a catwalk? Sometimes running Why don't why don't you model your hat with her visor and let's yeah. have a little fun moment here? People would really like that. <laughs> What's happening? And so Michelle, all of these years later, is like by the way, when we did that interview, why did you wear a mask? <laughs> you know what I was thinking about with you, what would have been handy for this pandemic? Do you remember the mask you wore during our One Direction interview? I still have it. You should, you should be wearing that shit to the market because that, you, you were like a welder's mask on stage. Oh, one you're so right. You know, I look yeah. back at that interview, people must have thought that I was on something. <laughs> I, I definitely did. <laughs> By the way, not people. You're talking to her. I was like, all right, I guess she got the good shit this week. I'm not going to get involved. <laughs> Yo, let me just explain that mask. And it's so rude and disrespectful. Mm. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just didn't want my face out there for a second. And her answer, like, she doesn't really give an answer, but it seems like as if she was wearing it because she just didn't care at that point and didn't really want to do the interview. 
and was just like, fuck it. Let's talk about how that interview happened. If I can just reminisce, because it's one of my favorite things that happened to me on that show. We're in the uh, Hot Topics room, which is like fully bugged, I'm convinced. Save it for the book. Oh, yeah, for sure. Got it. A hundred percent. And they say, Michelle, do you want to go talk to One Direction? And like, you were like my best friend. And I, I turned and I was like, well, I'm not going without, I remember I was like, I want Raven to come because I thought it'd be fun for the two of us to go. But thinking back, you probably didn't want to do it. And <laughs> to me, I thought I was being nice. I was like, I'm so great. I'm going to let Raven come into this One Direction interview. And then you were like, oh, I guess I'll do it. Like, you were not into it. No, I was not. I did not want to face me. <laughs> For anyone listening, if you don't remember the interview or if you have never watched it, I cannot recommend it enough. It's one of the most bizarre, like, seven minutes of TV. And I can't believe that it happened, like, so recently, but also that, like, people aren't really talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I had, I'm surprised that it had never come up to me before, like, through Twitter or yeah. anything, because it's so weird. And it's like... One Direction, the last incarnation of One Direction without Zayn. Yeah. They're acting totally normal. They just want to promote their single. And then you have Michelle Collins, who's acting like someone's horny mom. And <laughs> Raven, who's like frantically hopping around the stage, can't sit still, literally running around the mm-hmm. band. They're trying to get interviewed and like leaning on them. She's putting her mic in their faces even though they have mics <laughs> it's just like a perfect storm of of everyone being so over it and then resulting in the weirdest interview with like the biggest band in the world and the audience was not laughing oh the audience wasn't laughing well raven has been giving us all kinds of content in quarantine and there's been a lot going on with the cheetah girls <laughs> <laughs> So I I want to go on a bit of a tangent because I really did my homework on this. But are like how familiar are you guys with Cheetah Girls? I need you to start from square one because <laughs> I heard about the Cheetah Girls for the first time this week. Oh my god! No, I swear to God, Marie. I know them and I knew of them when it was happening, but I didn't really like them. So like, I purposely avoided a lot of their stuff. But I was fully aware of them. I like did I was like kind of aware of them, but I didn't have the Disney Channel growing up and so I, I didn't they I, they definitely weren't something I was into or like really familiar with, mm-hmm. but I was really into that so Raven whenever yeah. I was able to watch it. So like that was that so Raven was like my favorite thing to watch on the Disney Channel whenever I was able to. But I didn't get into the Cheetah Girls. But I did like 3LW, their song, No More. Which you guys, I know you know the song. It's like they're wearing all denim and bandanas. And I know that. I know it's that. the song where the girl goes, promises, promises. I'm getting a little tired of you broken promises, promises. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, what does that have to do with the Cheetah Girls? It has absolutely everything to do with the Cheetah Girls because... The Cheetah Girls was made up of, uh, so it was a it was a Disney movie that, and the Cheetah Girls initially were fictional, but it was made yeah. up of Keely Williams from 3LW, Adrian Bailon from 3LW, and um, this other girl named Sabrina, and 
Raven Simone. And Raven, the Cheetah Girls was happening at the exact same time as Raven was starting out as Raven Baxter on That's a Raven. And 3LW is like known for drama. (laughs) (laughs) Keely, who by the way, initially in the Cheetah Girls, Keely's part was supposed to be played by Solange Knowles. Whoa. Wow. But instead, we got Keely from 3LW. 3LW had, like, an issue with one of their members named Notori, um, where they had a um, some sort of physical altercation where Keely threw a bucket of KFC at her <laughs> and potatoes. Was so, this, like, like, sorry, just one little thing. Is there is it, like, a reality show or no? This is all just, like, like, like people's telling stories. No, I, n- no reality show, okay. but... Um, the members have been kind of messy and talked about it enough okay. that people like feel like they know what the tea okay. is. Okay, so the other girls come out. They ACS got their two piece. Okay. And Keely actually had a dinner meal, like one of those big dinner plates with mashed potatoes. Yeah, she's sixteen. She snaps back. Go ahead. <laughs> mashed potatoes. Damn you all for eating macaroni like that. and cheese oh. and um chicken, like you know the fried chicken. Yes. So it's in the big, you know, dinner plate. And she steps onto the to car, like the little lever. Yeah, to get, yeah, to get yeah. The car. yeah. And then while we're arguing, me and Michelle, I'm talking to Michelle, and they're like, F you, you know, you calling me all kind of bitches and this, this, and that. And I'm talking, I'm like, yeah, whatever, y'all. Trying to ignore them, because that's been going on for at least a week right. while you were on the promo right. tour. Right, right. So I say to Michelle, what did I say wrong? And all I know is out of the blue, Keila just is like, F you. And then throws the plate dead in my face, oh, in my eye. My okay. eye was watering. It was yeah, well, you had mashed potatoes and gravy. So the Cheetah Girls became a real group after the first movie was made, which was produced by Whitney Houston. Yeah, I did know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> because she was producing a lot of stuff at that time, a lot of TVs <laughs> and movies. She produced The Princess Diaries. Oh, what? yeah. Yeah. Well, does that mean she just invested in it? She was on, there are on set photos of her on the set of the Princess Stop. Diaries. So I think that she was a little bit more like hands on. So the che- after the movie, the Cheetah Girls became a real group and they were a huge success. And they actually tried to make it into a sitcom, but because Raven was doing so well on That's So Raven, she wasn't able to do it. Um, and the sitcom never happened. But the three other group members just kind of moved on without her and did an entire album and a tour without her. Oh, my God. Um, So then they come back to do Cheetah Girls 2. But because Raven was kind of like a solo success now, the other girls had kind of formed a clique against her. And in particular, Keely. My point of reference for Keely is her solo single later in life called The Sex Was Spectacular. (laughs) I think you guys may know. I know that song, yeah. Because I I love to put that on at like a pre-drink. And it's so cringy and like low budget. I was face down, ass up, clothes off, broke off, dozed off. Even though I'm not sure of his name, he could get it again if he wanted. Because the sex was spectacular. Anyways, Raven having an issue with Keely on the set of Cheetah Girls 2 checks out because Keely had also had that KFC altercation with her CLW <laughs> member. So it's not a stretch to be like, was there a problem? And yeah. not only that, there's an interview that someone dug up recently 
of um, Raven on The View interviewing Lynn Whitfield, who was also in The Cheetah Girls. And Raven says in this interview, she thanks her for keeping her sane on the set of Cheetah Girls. And she said, if it wasn't for her, Raven would have gone to jail. Uh, we've known each other for a very long time. A very long time. That's why I can call you mama. Yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she played my mother on the Cheetah Girls 1 and 2. And Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona. If it wasn't for her, y'all would have had to bail me out of jail in Barcelona. Stop it. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about it. Okay. Ah. So the Cheetah Girls has been riddled with drama always. And then when it came time to do the Cheetah Girls 3, Raven said no. And she... <laughs> She didn't come back. Um, but then over time, they themselves started to fall apart. Um, Adrian Bailon uh, started doing Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and she was doxxed online and had nude photos of her oh leaked. My God. So a lot of people think that that's why the Cheetah Girls kind of ended. And Adrian and Keely ha- had a rift, and they started hating each other. And Adrian has, like, mentioned it a bunch of times, like, on The Reel about how, like, there was a girl in the group that mm-hmm. always put her down and blah, blah, blah. So it's a very tangled web we weave. <laughs> but the reason that the Cheetah Girls has, like, is it being talked about again is because Keely has been <laughs> being such a mess and going on Instagram Live and she's been talking about it and she's been talking about Raven Simone and trying to it's like one of those things where a sort of famous person like goes online to like clear up all of the rumors and all of the drama (laughs) because everyone has been talking about it lately but it's like has everyone been talking about it lately or did you just want to pop online and yeah Raven has also been going on live a lot and she did a live recently with um Mary J. Blige's stepdaughter. Okay. <laughs> sure, you know, of course. Mary J. Blige, the the singer of the Views theme song. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that Mary J. Blige. Got it. And she talked about Keely and kind of was like being a little shady. Hey yo, Keely Williams is online. Yo, she's uh she's been having my name in her mouth recently. Who's Keely? Keely Williams from the Cheetah Girls. Oh, the one with the gap. They made that song. She the, doesn't um, have a gap anymore. Oh, okay. She got her teeth fixed. But wait, wait, wait. What was her name? Oh, my God. I mean, she did a song. It was... Uh, the sex was spectacular. <laughs> wait, Don't she's talking about you? She had my name in her mouth, but I appreciated it. She, It was like... It was in, and it was in true Keely form. She promoted my stuff while right. causing drama. All right. So I appreciate it. And then finally, Raven and Keely got together on Instagram live to clear the air together. Oh my God. I feel like you need to like see a bit of it, but it's like, I don't even know what part to show you because it's like 22 minutes long. Um, I'm good. Love. (laughs) (laughs) Hearing you recount it, I think is more interesting to me. (laughs) Well, so first of all, the entire time that they're together, they supposedly have not spoken alone together since the Cheetah Girls 2. Okay. And Which pro- would have been, what, like 15 years ago? I guess. Um, and Raven's energy is kind of like calm, cool, collected. Keely's energy is like, there's Whatever something the going of. on. <laughs> there's something going on there. Like, she just seems okay. a little immature. 
Um, Raven is sitting eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the entire time. (laughs) Meanwhile, Keely literally has her tit out and is breastfeeding. And it seems like she's like, I'm all for someone breastfeeding wherever they want to breastfeed. Uh The issue with this is I don't think she was aware that her boob was out on Instagram live. Where you can't just have your boobs out. And so her kid is like feeding. (laughs) And she's just having this deep conversation with Raven about the past. And Raven has, Raven clearly has this look on her face like this person is crazy. But it's just going with it. Like why didn't she do the third one? For real. The clickish way of, the clickish way that there was during that movie Mm -hmm. made me feel excluded from my original team set not that it was strong to begin with but i felt excluded and there was someone (laughs) sorry that's okay that's okay but like for us we're like but she's raven you know (laughs) like she's well you know like you were i mean i'm not trying like you didn't like abuse your power whatever that is but you were like i mean come on you still are you're like it's fascinating oh my god ultimately they they don't actually get down to any details or anything but raven is like whatever the issue was i forgive you let's move on um and then tries to encourage her to make up with adrian Uh and uh, Keely says, no, there's no way. I'll never be friends with her again. Um, Raven encourages her to try because I feel like they're trying to get the Cheetah Girls back together. Yeah. <laughs> but that would make sense because um, Adrian and um, Raven were just on the same season of The Masked Singer. So it makes sense that they would want to like strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And the breakdown of it is like, Keely and Sabrina from the Cheetah Girls are friends. Raven and Adrian are now friends. And now Raven is bridging the gap between the two groups. Yeah. Um, when it's all over, Raven then just... Keely hangs up. Raven is there alone with her peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and she just starts laughing maniacally for like... Oh, that's where the that video seconds. comes from? Yes. <laughs> extremely compelling and once I saw it I knew I had to go back and learn everything that I could possibly learn about the cheetah girls <laughs> that is the content that has been getting a lot of people through the week are yeah. is anybody like gagging for a cheetah girls reunion I'm sure there's people that are but you know not really yeah <laughs> With all of this going on, I almost forgot to mention Raven also dropped a new album. (laughs) It's called Infrasounds. I checked it out. It's like a different vibe than her last one, 
Um, it's hard to find it on Spotify because again, she's going <laughs> by just Raven instead of Raven Simone. It's a it's mm. a separate artist. So is this a separate album than the one that we talked about maybe like two months ago? <laughs> Brand new album. Okay, so this, this is uh, new from like the last couple of weeks. This it came out two days ago. It's more like this new album or first album. I said the vibe was like turning off the light and like sitting down in the shower yeah. and crying. <laughs> I would say this one is more like having some adult friends over for a dinner party. Okay. Yeah. She has songs on it. Like her lead single is called Space Truck. She has Space another song. Space Truck? Yeah. She has another song called Nap Swag. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, though, is this song called Blue. Or, no, sorry, it's called Boo. I'm playing with your sister. Little did you know, now I'm playing with your sister. Oh, my God. Well, I would say, once again, I can't say a bad thing about it, really. <laughs> but what her what she's artistically trying to do is yeah. she's trying to return to her roots, which was child rapper. A baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did sound a little bit like a baby voice, but it was good. <laughs> um, well, those are all my updates. Ooh, am I having a hot flash? Or is it time for some hot topics? Well, you could be, it could be both. (laughs) (laughs) Could be entering an early menopause. Oh my. Well, The View has, uh, has been keeping calm and carrying on. They've had... They managed to have the same guest that they would always have, which is Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> you know, all of the friends of the show. The the um, the Marlo Hamptons of The View have all been popping in <laughs> for a Skype interview. Um, they even had Gavin Newsom, governor mm-hmm. of Cali. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't had Andrew Cuomo, which I think is fine like totally fine but like I bet you they've been trying oh I'm sure Um, they've been trying but he's busy because he's like actually doing stuff yeah but I mean so is Gavin Newsom that's why like but um, I think I think Cuomo does his like daily address during the view every day oh yeah so he's the enemy of the show yeah (laughs) he's Um, like preempting the view in a lot of yeah people's in a lot of markets and a lot of area codes they, they also had Bernie on before he dropped out, and Whoopi mm-hmm. got some flack for telling him to drop out. Yeah. Um, now they hate Bernie for not endorsing Biden yet, Ugh. so it just never <laughs> ends. He, like, in their eyes, he just, like, cannot do anything right this, this uh, election, and uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but, I mean, overall... They've been navigating the view from home quite well. They famously are a show where people talk over each other. And (laughs) (laughs) 
now they can't really and um like it seems like they've been adjusting okay like Whoopi's phone has been ringing um and Joy has struggled a bit with with it but she's getting the hang of it and mm-hmm. overall I would say I'm happy with what I got from the dumpster yeah <laughs> <laughs> We actually have a voice memo kind of about this. Hello, long time listener, first time voice memo here coming from the UK. Very much enjoyed the live stream last night, but just a suggestion for a future commentary on the fact that last week Joy was trying to communicate with us through what seemed like Microsoft 1995 with a <laughs> webcam. Well, we had the, the best Hollywood studio lighting. Um, <laughs> so I think it's clear that Joyce made some phone calls because she is looking lit in this new light. <laughs> <laughs> she is looking lit. Lit. Um, first off, wow, I love this new caller. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. Secondly, yes, it's very true. Um, I was kind of thinking, I wonder how they all got their setups. Like, I wonder if someone had to go to their house or if they just, like, FedExed them these boxes with, like, yeah. instructions. <laughs> I know that everyone ultimately got a ring light because you can yeah. see it in Megan's glasses that she yeah. has a new ring light. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I bet you... After after they realized that they were going to have Joy on more often, they sent her the whoopee setup. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, okay, no more excuses. Like, yeah. <laughs> you'll be on. Yeah. Like- Sarah, Sarah showed her setup in one of her Instagram posts, like a little behind the scenes. And, like, she's got, I think, th- three or four lights. And chihuahua um, pillows. And chihuahua pillows, the whole thing. And... I, it seems like somebody must have gone and showed them how to set it up. And that first time that Joy was on and it was all dark and it was like clearly from like, like it's like FaceTime and your aunt on her computer. Yeah. That's what it looked like. And then now she's back. It's the same room, but it's brighter. She's She's got something going on. I'd like to see her set up, but I don't think she could take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... Which brings us to one of the hot topics that they did. Generally, obviously, they've been talking about, like, the government and the president's response to corona. But they also found some time to do some more lighthearted topics that I would like to get into. One of which being the pros and cons of virtual hangouts and working from home. (laughs) As many people have been doing happy hours and Zoom hangouts, including Sunny Hostin, who is just loving this time. Sonny, you sound like you're adapting to all of this. You like the Zoom lifestyle, yes? <laughs> I do, you know, I, I've been saying, I, I've been Zooming with a lot of my girlfriends that live in Maryland and DC, so I don't get to see them that much. I actually feel like I'm seeing them more for cocktails than I have had in a long time. Um, and I also have another group of friends and we meet every Sunday at 3 p.m. We decide on a movie we're all going to watch. And then we have a very robust conversation about the movie. The last movie we saw was Platform and we saw it all together. Many of us hated it. And, 
Have you guys been participating in any virtual hangouts? Um, I have been. I would say not as many as I've seen some people. Like I, I, I know some people who have like multiple appointments daily. <laughs> um, I once in a while have to do them for work. And then other than that, I do maybe like a couple on the weekend and that's about it. Um, I am what they call an introvert. And so it was, uh, it took a lot for me to be social anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm trying not to overdose on too many virtual hangouts. Yeah, I thought I would be on virtual hangouts all the time, but I'm not. And I, (laughs) it's a mixture of not getting invited to them and also, (laughs) and also just like, I don't know, I feel like I have better things to do, like watch all of the Eurovision Song Contest from 2014. (laughs) Oh, yeah, which Eurovision is um, canceled this year, but Mm -hmm. that song, there's a song from Sweden, I think, of these three women, and they're called The Mamas. They're not Beyonce's backup singers. They stole the name. Um, (laughs) And it is so good. It's called Move. Just since you mentioned Eurovision, everyone should listen to that song. Well, I'll say Eurovision is really amping up their channel right now. They've got all the songs that would have competed this year, but they're also uploading previous year's uh, mm-hmm. previous year's shows in full so you can go watch them mm-hmm. it's a good way to kill four hours if you've got it <laughs> I haven't been participating in a ton uh, just special occasions like B-Days um, mm-hmm. I want to be involved in more like games like I love the idea of like a Zoom game night or something that's yes. what I think is fun about it but just kind of like I've, I did have, I, when someone just tries to FaceTime you um, without any warning, I don't care for that. Although I did do that to Sean. You yesterday. literally just did that to me. <laughs> but it's different. I can do that to you. <laughs> we have that. We have that. Do we? <laughs> Another one, Sean? That was not me. <laughs> Well, this kind of will lead into the next topic that they talked about, which was, um, what's the worst decision you've made in quarantine? <laughs> so, apparently a woman wrote into Slate um, to say that she and her best friend slash roommate had been quarantined together, and after a while they got bored and decided to take a Xanax together mm-hmm. to relieve their anxiety. They ended up cuddling and sleeping together even though one of them has a boyfriend and she wants to know if she should tell her boyfriend or if they should just keep it a secret until they die. And then Whoopi (laughs) said, has this happened to any of you? (laughs) I want to go back a little bit. I was a little bit confused by what the story actually was because when they, when they first or when Whoopi first brought it up, it sounded like the two people um, took, they split a Xanax and then they, it sounded like as if they had sex. They did. Like that's okay. what it, that's the story. I said they cuddled and slept together, but I meant by sleeping together they intercourse. Did okay. Got it. Cuz I was a little bit confused because I was like it's not a big deal if you slept in the same bed. 
Is it, ladies, is it gay to have sex with your best friend? <laughs> I also want, really wanted to know if it was what the situation was. Was it two women? Was it a woman and a guy? It's two um, women. It was two women? Yeah. Oh, okay. I then didn't know that. Go for it. I read you the story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then go for it. Why Sorry, not? Sorry, I don't see gender. <laughs> I'm all the my fact, opinion has completely uh, done a 180. <laughs> I mean, the fact that Sonny Austin had to be like, well, no, um, I haven't done that. <laughs> and then didn't Whoopi say, what about with the chickens? <laughs> yeah, she said, are you sleeping with the chickens? Sonny? <laughs> Did wow. we just have this conversation? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I haven't really had the occasion to to make any decisions like that. Um, I, I'm I'm coming up with nothing. Yeah, I'm like I'm quarantined with my husband and children and dogs and chickens and a yeah. cat. I'm like, wow. I mm. wait wait. Uh, can I, I can I ask a question? Did you say you're quarant? Are you in the house with the chickens? Are the chickens sleeping with you guys? Because I think that's an interesting choice. I think, like, in these times when people are locked up, like, it's a convert. <laughs> they, I don't know, are there rules? Like, just do whatever you got to do. <laughs> I do think it's kind of like a what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas sort of situation. Like, this is unprecedented. Yeah. And, and, like, if you want to have sex with your roommate or something like go for it and then we can pretend that it never happened it's Moving better forward. than going on grinder and hooking up with strangers at least they're isolated true at least it's contained yeah <laughs> and they get to live out their gay fantasy before they die and they otherwise wouldn't have had a, ch- a chance to go gay yeah um Whoopi said something really funny at the end of this topic she said um I'm as out of control as I've ever been, and I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be responsible. Right. It's it's all gone to hell in a hell in a basket. It just really <laughs> has. I'm as out of control as I have ever been, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't she say all she's doing is cha-chaing? Yep. Oh yeah, cha-chaing <laughs> everywhere. All I'm doing is cha-chaing. I'm cha-chaing everywhere I go. I'm cha-cha. Like I go to the bathroom. I'm cha-cha-cha. Nice. Yes. You know, I wash the that's, dishes. Cha-cha-cha. You know. <laughs> um, What's the worst thing that you guys have done in quarantine? Uh, as I previously mentioned, I dyed my hair pink and I have a shrimp ring defrosting. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I'm just overeating and I, it's, it's tough. So in another topic, they also talked about something called couple spreading, which I guess they just mean when uh, something gay people have been talking about for a long time, which is when um, straight people don't give enough space on the sidewalk Yeah. and walk down as a couple. Um, they're saying that now that the rules of engagement in public have changed, um, have you seen people not giving enough space? Like, should couples give space should people be walking single file have you seen anyone violating the rules well, i like, will say it's 
it's crazy that it took a global pandemic for heterosexual couples to realize that they have to share the sidewalk. Yes, exactly. But the, but the point of this topic is that they still haven't realized that they, they still have aren't doing it enough. I, yeah, I mean, honestly, like I look up my, my window and I literally just saw a couple walking by and they're basically red rovering any people coming towards them because they won't let go of each other's hands and they're taking up the whole sidewalk. And it's like, I saw a tweet that really like encompasses how I feel that was like, do straight people know or do straight couples know that their relationship won't deteriorate if they let go of each other's hands on the sidewalk? <laughs> well, who's to say they're already so fragile? <laughs> Maybe they just found out that their girlfriend had an, a Xanax and slept with her roommate. <laughs> yeah, I haven't no. seen a ton of violations because... I don't go out unless it's like (laughs) dark outside and I really really try to I don't go to the grocery store I try to go once a week or wait even longer if I can but I did have to go to the grocery store yesterday and I did get yelled at by truly a a middle-aged woman with short hair Um, a true karen (laughs) yeah because in the grocery store i don't know if it's everywhere but in the one i go to um they have arrows on the aisles for direction so you have to enter the aisle from this direction and it alternates between aisles and i guess i didn't know that and i just kind of walked in the aisle even though it was only her and i in the aisle and we weren't close by she (laughs) was she was like stop pointed and stared at me and I just looked at her and I was like what like use your words like just because we're wearing a mask doesn't mean we can't talk I mean I I I want to say that like I understand where you're coming from but I actually side with her in this case (laughs) but how would I know what she wanted me to do if she didn't speak well that's what the arrows are for hun (laughs) (laughs) So then I stood there for like 15 seconds just being like, what now? (laughs) (laughs) And then finally she points after just staring at me, points at the arrow. And I went, oh, okay. And (laughs) then turned around. (laughs) But it was like, it was just like Karen behavior to a T of like that woman. I mean, just... again, I feel like I'm more likely to be that woman in this scenario <laughs> because <laughs> of my intense paranoia at human contact in these times. Me not knowing that there were arrows also just shows how little I go out in public to the grocery store. Yeah, and that's how true. Often she must go. Yeah. It was a whole it was a whole new world for you. Um, another hot topic, they were talking about Tiger King, which is not something that we've mentioned yet on this podcast. Um, Whoopi asked the group, why do we think Tiger King has become such a pop culture phenomenon? Megan obviously is obsessed with the show. She's been talking about it. And I, but I think that they all, I can't remember if it was Sunny or what, um, who said that the reason why people are into it so much, even though he's a bad guy and he's done really bad things, it's like you almost want to root for the underdog, for the rebel. 
and he totally is that. So even though we know, like, he is a bad person, he's done illegal things, we're also kind of like, mm, but he's, like, fun. <laughs> you know, to the, the point about, about Joe Exotic, I think what's so interesting is that, you know, he's a bad guy. He's, he's, he's yeah. done terrible things. Um, and, and he even ran for governor. And so I think in this country, you know, we have this reality <laughs> star president and it's almost like nepotism on, not nepotism, but it's like, you know, uh, people that aren't qualified to do something, they're, they're like <laughs> on steroids at this point. And they're, they're like, you know, running for governor and, and, and running zoos. And it, it's just, it, it just tells us, I think, something about ourselves. And I think that's why so many people are so fascinated by it. Um, the thing that I found watching it was that I didn't like him. And it actually like, I thought it made him out to be a total kind of like fraud, like how they would, how they would show a clip of him and they would, sh unlike another show where they would just kind of show the main action, they would show what came before and what came after. So yeah. for example, when he's crying about his one husband who killed himself and then they keep the camera rolling and he's like, okay, did you get the shot of me crying? And da 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 da. Like I thought that it, ju it just sort of portrayed him as kind of a more of a complicated character. I didn't care for him at all. Like I have no affection for him, but I think what drew me into the show is that just everybody involved is so batshit crazy. Yeah. And it's this just bizarre world that you otherwise would have no idea exists. Um, it's just like perfect casting, perfect storytelling. I think, yeah, I, like I, as Marie kind of said, Sonny or Megan made a point about like Trump kind of, Mm -hmm. It's like this series shows you like how Trump could get elected <laughs> because of the way that like he had so much support. Yeah, it's like he's, he's so unqualified, has done bad things, isn't likable. I could be talking about Joe Exotic or I could be talking about Trump because it's yeah. like they Joe Exotic, as they brought up, ran for governor. He got... 15% uh, of the votes, which is a pretty big amount, considering he had no qualifications. <laughs> and it just shows you how far it can go when a bunch of people get behind someone just because they're into the idea that they are, like, the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, like, that clip recently of the reporter asking Trump, using his time to ask Trump if he had seen Tiger King, so it, one of the biggest rating hits um, of the coronavirus, aside from these briefings, has been a show on Netflix called uh, Tiger King. Yeah. And uh, the man who's the star of this is a former zoo owner who's serving a 22-year prison sentence. Uh, he's asking you for a pardon, saying he was unfairly convicted. Um, your son yesterday jokingly said that uh, you know he was going to advocate for it. And I was wondering if you've seen the show and if you have any thoughts on uh, pardoning uh, Joe Exotic. Which son? It must be Don. It, it was. I had a feeling it was Don. Is that what he said? I don't know. I know nothing about it. He has 22 years for what? What did he do? He allegedly hired someone to murder an animal rights activist, but he said that he didn't do that. And he was. You think he didn't do it? Are you on his side? Uh, well, I, are you, a are you recommending sides, a pardon? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not advocating anything. As a reporter, you're not allowed to do that. You'd be criticized by these. Would you recommend a pardon? I'm not weighing in on time. I don't King. think you would. I don't think you would. Go ahead. Do you have a question? Like I'll take a look. Is that Joe Exotic? That's yeah. Joe Exotic. Oh, 
oh, like that person should be fired. That's so crazy that I just my biggest issue with Tiger King is like I watched it. I enjoyed it. I think it's interesting that people have so much love for Joe Exotic and they hate Carol Baskin so much. It's a little yeah. interesting. Um, but the biggest issue is like, why can't we just watch something and enjoy it? And like, like, why do we have to watch a, a fun documentary and have to alter society because of it? Like, why well, do we have to, <laughs> why do we need to be asking the president about it? Why do we need to be, reopening carol baskin's investigation why do we need to be getting joe exotic out of prison like why can't we all just watch it and be like wow all those people are crazy and move on yeah but i also think that in a way like i think it was our normal fascination with with things on steroids because it just happened to come out when a lot of more people were spending time at home and had more like free time. So like the way that people reacted to stuff like making a murder where like everyone is obsessed and wanted to reopen the case. It's like that, but times 100. Yeah. I just wish people could just like enjoy something and like contain it to a certain space without bringing it to uh, president Trump's attention. Like it's crazy. Like everyone's also, talking like... about this podcast. <laughs> 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 And also, like, not to be this person, but, like, the tigers. Like, why well, does no do one you, care about the tigers? Yeah. Do you want to know something crazy that they didn't bring up in the documentary? And I'm, I'm sh- I don't know if there was a reason they didn't bring it up. But a lot of the alligators that were in that shed thing that um, it makes it, they make it seem like Joe burned down his own building. Um, but anyway, the one that was, like that burned down that had all the alligators in it. Um, Michael Jackson owned a bunch of those alligators. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, I want to, I could, I could like watch a whole series just about that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I did love that. Joy was like, I have no interest in seeing it. I'll never see it. I prefer to watch Downton Abbey once again. (laughs) Yeah. Joy has clearly run out of episodes of The Crown, and she's re-watching Downton Abbey now. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have zero interest in that show. Zero. (laughs) That's why I said said you haven't watched it. That's why I'm trying to get you to tell me what you haven't watched. Well, I've been watching Downton Abbey, to tell you the truth. I've been watching Downton Abbey because there's such... The whole country is in turmoil. People are dying. It's a horror horror show going on. I watch the news. I watch Andrew Cuomo. I like to watch Dr. Fauci when he comes on to hear hear the real truth of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I want to escape. I don't want to go into more murder and mayhem. I really don't. So I like to go through the 20th century with the Downton Abbey family, with the Crawleys and Lord Grantham and all of these people who actually uh, experienced, in in reality, uh, not on the show, but in reality, the generation that experienced world wars and famines and the Spanish flu. But it's in the past. It's over. They solved it. Mm -hmm. We are in the middle of this, and that makes me anxious. So I do not want to watch anything that stirs me up worse than I am. Okay? And Megan was like, oh, Joy, you might like this. Um, Supposedly, she fed her husband to her tigers, and Joy was like, oh... Oh, okay, maybe. (laughs) And by the way, you might enjoy the fact that Carol is accused of feeding her husband to tigers. 
That's how she's allegedly, mysteriously, <laughs> oh. maybe healed him. So you might enjoy that yeah. joy. That's, That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I did uh, want to mention that recently there was an article that came out on Variety about how Joy Behar... I guess the Lady Who Punch book came out on paperback, so they wrote... I don't know if this was in the book before or if it was like a new portion of the book. I remember it from being in the book, though, I think, about how Joy Behar might not renew her contract in 2022. Yeah. So that kind of made the rounds on the internet. There was an article saying that she's only going to be on The View for a few more years. And then after that made the rounds, her rep uh, released a statement saying, no, like, she if you like if you like read closely in the interview Mm -hmm. she says like if I'm as fabulous as I am now in 2022 then I'll stay it's kind of crazy to even think that far ahead in terms of view (laughs) co-host because like any view co-host could leave the view at any moment like none of them are ever safe and as we've seen literally just in like the last couple of months Mm -hmm. yeah it's um, also it's also really hard to just think that far ahead when like I don't know what the world's gonna look like in 2022, yeah. let alone in like June. <laughs> yeah. So like it's not I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, and so then on the view she like made a little statement about it saying like the same thing that I just said, um, and so I went on Facebook to read like the comments to the possibility of Joy leaving, and I stumbled upon a heated fight between a few women. <laughs> Great. I can't and I wanted that. to read it to you guys. It's quite a saga. There's a lot of words in this. And you know Good I luck. can't read. <laughs> so it all started when Rhonda decided to comment on The View's Facebook post to say, Joy is the spice that the show needs. As a group, they complement each other. Joy expresses her opinions clearly however controversial, and she stimulates discussion. Lolaine responds, Spice, you must be really bored. Rhonda does not like being called bored and says, Oh, come on, Lolaine, no need to insult. You should only know how I spend my days. Do you really think that The View is the only show I'm watching each day? (laughs) I am hardly bored. In fact, This time of staying at home, I have never been busier, further educating myself on a variety of issues that are of grave concern to a vast majority of Americans, including Canadians, who are equally concerned about where this country is going and where it will go in November. Knowledge is power, so as a citizen, I will continue to read, watch, and listen to everything that is out there, which really does make for a busy day. It's important to make informed decisions, and that applies to many different types of situations in life outside of politics. That means I also listen to opposing viewpoints at the end of each day of staying at home, and after I've done my homework, I feel more knowledgeable than the day before. Shelley responds, Joy sucks. (laughs) Rhonda, well... You're entitled to your opinion, Shelley. It seems to be with the majority. Check your likes. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Rhonda. Honestly, Shelly, I really don't care about the likes. What I do is express myself. And if it happens that a lot of people end up agreeing with me, then so be it. And the likes don't actually mean that the majority of people on this thread agree with me. It's just 30 or so people who agree. But there could be others who read and do not agree, but they choose not to comment. You see, it's all about having the ability to freely express your views, just as Joy does on the show, whether people agree or not. (sighs) Then this man named Bob... Oh, God. Gets in on the action, and he says, She is one sick old witch, so full of hate for conservatives that Satan himself would run away from her. Rhonda, (laughs) she's a warrior for joy, and says, Well, Bob, you're probably no spring chicken yourself, but instead of watching The View and then insulting joy, why don't you just be a gentleman and run the other way with Satan? (laughs) (laughs) Then it really gets poppin' between Rhonda and Shelly. Rhonda, I will say, is a middle-aged white woman. Shelly's profile picture is of a horse. (laughs) (laughs) So she's also a middle-aged white woman. (laughs) So Shelly says, Rhonda, please deflate your oversized ego. Rhonda. I am at a loss as to understand why you feel I have an inflated ego when I am basically telling you that you do have a right to your opinion. Shelly, Rhonda has that sparkling personality, but no brains. (laughs) Rhonda, no brains? Honestly, I would love to meet the people who raised you. I had great parents. They were my role models growing up. We weren't rich, but my father worked very hard, and so did my mom. I did hold down a 40-hour-per-week job while going to McGill University in Montreal, where I was born and raised. While I inherited the respect for others gene, my parents continued to teach me the importance of respect for others. You can disagree with people, but you don't have to be insulting. Shelley, didn't really ask for your resume. Are you you saying my parents were bad people? They were Navy, and yes, we did have money, but you are way too interested in what people think about you. I don't want to hear or see your achievements. They do not really tell who you are. You are a self-absorbed older woman who think you are still relevant. (laughs) Too bad for your demise. When she says they were Navy, is she referring to Rihanna fan club? (laughs) Yeah, this is a stan war. (laughs) Rhonda has the last word. Well, Shelly, I really could go on, but I won't, because it's clear you really don't want me to. Maybe it's just a generational thing. It was really a pleasure having this time with you, despite the fact that I was clearly unable to give you a glimpse into who I am as a person. Self-absorbed is certainly not the way my closest friends would characterize me. Never never judge a book by its cover. Have a great evening and stay safe. Oh my God. Rhonda. People have been busy, eh? Yeah, so that's the reaction to Joy sticking around the view. Well, I'm glad she's sticking around. (laughs) Well, that's all I have for you guys today. I enjoyed that. Mm. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure and a privilege to hear from you both. 
And to anyone who is still listening, remember that we love your voice memos. We love your ratings and reviews on Apple. And we love to hear from you on Instagram and Twitter at Deja the Viewpod. But we don't love hearing your negative comments about view co-hosts when you <laughs> at them in our replies. I got mad because <laughs> I'm tired of people using our tweet our tweets to at the co-host and say like you're a bitch or something like that yeah. it's like you don't need to at them in and our if, teeth do yeah if you're your gonna own. do it do not use us as a vehicle to do that it's like literally we'd like to be excluded from this narrative <laughs> at it's them like, or at us but don't at us both <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you don't need to bring them into the conversation <laughs> We're talking about them behind their back. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day, everyone, and take a little time to enjoy Downton Abbey. Starring Abby Huntsman. (laughs) (laughs) There's Downton Abbey, and then there's Downtown Abbey, which is when Abby goes downtown Utah for a night on the town. (laughs) Hit it, Abby.